I'm Cynthia Collier. And I'm Paul Walstead. And this is the Digital Tools Real Life Podcast from Warner Booth. Today we're talking about gratitude and how to be grateful, even if we don't feel grateful. My mother and dad, who were the greatest models I could ever have, my dad dropped out of school at the age of 10, and her father lost everything they had in the Depression. I never, ever heard my parents complain about their circumstances. Instead, I heard their gales of laughter as they described getting eight people in a car to go to a movie that cost a dime so they could get a free set of dishes. <laughs> or come back to somebody's house so they could put on a pot of coffee and somebody play the piano and they could dance because they couldn't afford to do anything else. And they never gave up their common dream that life would be better one day. That's Tom Brokaw talking about his family and how they found happiness in a time of adversity. And it was their shared beliefs that helped shape their response to all the adversity they faced. We face a lot of adversity today, and that begs the question, what's our response going to be? And what does that response reveal to us about our beliefs? And what does that have to do with being grateful? We sat down with Martha Knudsen. Now, Martha is an assistant instructor in the Applied Positive Psychology Program at the University of Pennsylvania, and she's an assistant to Dr. Martin Seligman, who many consider to be the father of positive psychology. We asked Martha about the connection between beliefs and gratitude. Our beliefs shape our emotional responses. They shape our thoughts. And if you can change the way you think about something, um, you can change, you can make little changes in your life that lead either in a positive direction or a negative direction. And they're just tiny little thoughts that and tiny little choices that you make that that can ultimately make a big difference as to where you end up. This is really interesting because so much of what we see on social media seem to be emotional responses to the world, right? It's a beautiful sunset or I'm angry at this. Mm-hmm. And, and she's saying if we can just change little things, it's, it's the little ways that we think about the world around us that change our response. Changing the way one thinks, changing the beliefs that underlie our thoughts isn't easy, (laughs) which is why I think Martha talks about it in terms of practice and exercise. Yeah, you're flexing that muscle to train your brain to notice the things in your life um, that make your life good. Try to start with something small. Like, I had a really great dinner last night, or you know what, my cup of coffee is hot, Um, and that's awesome. Stepping back and noticing the positive in our life, even if they're small things, is a big idea. She helps us understand this with a metaphor. If you picture yourself in a dark room, and the room is all the information that's around you, and you have a flashlight, in that room you have wonderful relationships, wonderful um, experiences, and you also have the mundane that we all deal with all the time, right? And then you also have the awful things of life that is just part of being human. So you can choose to just get that little flashlight and your flashlight just shines on all those horrible things or all the mundane things. All these great things are happening at the same time, but you may not be slowing down or taking the time to recognize them. There's a lot that's been written about how today's technology actually makes it harder for us to slow down and harder for us to focus on the things that are most important to our well-being. Well, it seems like this is where beliefs and gratitude really come together. So if we believe life is good, we'll talk about it and respond to each other differently. We'll, we'll post it differently, right? Martha talks about this practice of savoring as a way of identifying what's good in life and focusing on it. 
it broadens that flashlight so you could actually see more. And, and it takes us on an, an upward spiral towards increased well-being. Anticipatory savoring is getting excited about something that is coming. Instead of just saying, we're going to go to Mexico and we're going to leave that day, it's talking to members of your family saying, what are you excited about doing when we get there? What are you the most excited about? What do you want to do? Oh, well, when I go to Mexico, I really want to go and build a sandcastle with mom at the beach. And then I want to go get tacos. And, and what's it going to be like, do you think? Like, do you, who are we going to meet? What kind of experiences are we going to have? You're creating positive emotions right in that moment um, with the idea of, well, look, what, look what we get to do, that excitement. What she's saying reminds me of Christmas morning. We think about how much anticipation, how much effort goes into preparing all of those, the magic of that morning. That's right. And, and even a vacation, who knew that it could be so much better hmm. when you actually anticipate together, that that's almost like extending the vacation. And I think it's Jonathan Haidt that says that um, happiness is not something I create or you create. It's what's in between. It's what we create. So in a large part, I think all well-being is co-created. So we need each other. Yeah. Happiness is about relationships. We create our happiness together. Huh. And gratitude is the thing that pulls us out of ourselves and connects us to others. I can give you a personal example that's, that's recently happened. And I might get a little emotional. <laughs> um, but about six weeks ago... We found out that my mom was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of leukemia. And, I mean, it's just, I would change this in, like, in a blink of an eye if I could, because it's, it's difficult. But um, at the same time, I have been absolutely blown away with the silver linings of the situation. And... Um, the overwhelming feelings of gratitude that I have for the opportunity to to work on my relationship with my mom and to have, have this uh, closeness this is bringing us. Along with this overwhelming anger that comes with a diagnosis like that, 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 uh, that side by side with it is this piece of gratitude. And it's felt so spontaneous and, and so... Um, and so strong and so emotionally powerful. All that has been very surprising for me. You know, when things get hard, mm -hmm. sometimes we want to withdraw. Right, we want to be alone or leave people alone. But the very thing we need is a connection, and we can get that through gratitude. You know, Martha's story shows us the power of gratitude to change us. It changes the way we see and experience life. And everyone we interact with. It really is the way to find happiness in this life. I'm Paul. And I'm Cynthia. And this is Digital Tools Real Life from Warner Booth. <laughs>